Hello, promoters, and welcome to another episode of Roll Up, the official Phil Singer Games podcast. I am your co-host, Sam Fain, joined by Todd Gershel. Todd, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, recording a day later than usual, but uh, for a good reason <laughs> this time. So That's right. Yeah, you got your big send-off uh, as a Cub Scout leader, didn't you? Yeah, the end of Cub Masters. Not only Tournament Master... But uh, it was Cub Master, which uh, I know Milton was commenting online that he thinks that should be a, a new alternate a card for me in the <laughs> Champions game. It's the Cub Master. I'm like, eh, I don't know if that quite works there. So, <laughs> but uh, new anime but coming had, uh, soon. Yep, yep. But had a good you know banquet last night. Got a got an award and stuff like that from our our district uh, thing. So it was really nice. Really, it's good. Good little send off there. So. Very cool, very cool. Well, I'm happy to uh, make the allowance for you to miss that. I appreciate that. Uh, (laughs) We're flexible here, as always. Um, Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, it's been a good week. Last week, of course, we we released a a mega sized episode. We talked a lot about real world wrestling, and of course, we also talked with Zeke about indie stuff, which was a heck of a lot of fun. But uh, probably keep things a little bit shorter this week. I do have to. I do have to bring up one thing on the podcast here uh-oh. Um, that that Mike had mentioned. He said that we we probably going forward have to institute a podcast swear jar <laughs> uh, because I believe that there might have been one one thing that slipped through last time through the censors there. Uh, so I think that yeah that that's one little thing we'll have to we'll have to watch. We're, we always try our best uh, there, but occasionally some things slip through. Well, yeah, we'll we'll keep it PG, I suppose. We'll leave the explicit content to uncharted territory. That's right. Yeah, those, those guys, lucky are the best bastards, guys, sure. guys. I mean. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm used to being able to just let it fly whenever I like, but you're a passionate uh, guy, you know, uh, you know, sometimes it's fine. You know, I understand. You know, and certainly, you know, the, the, the other podcasts that I'm on, uh, it's, it's never been, it's, I've never had to keep a PG before, but I will do it out of respect for the community, out of respect for you, out of respect for Mike. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll keep a lid on it. Um, <laughs> that I'm broke, so I don't know. I'm not broke. No. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, well, you know, we, we don't have as many things I think to talk about this week that would get me super fired up anyway. Uh, although there was some really interesting news that came out today. Oh yeah. Uh, so simple that. I don't know what's all going on there, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll just mention it real brief. We don't have to go in depth, obviously, but wall street journal reporting that, um, Vince McMahon is basically under investigation, uh, by the board of directors, uh, due to uh, a, a coming out that he gave a $3 million payoff to a former employee uh, who he had an illicit sexual affair with. Uh, and it was, I mean, and, and, and that's been like admitted to, so this isn't even like speculation. Like that's, you know, he, he kind of copped to that. Uh, and apparently it all happened within the past like couple of years. So this isn't something from like, you know, the eighties or the nineties or something. This is something he did just a couple of years ago. Uh, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to say the least. And, and, and the timing of it and Stephanie, you know, leaving, taking her leave of absence, certainly makes you wonder. Um, yeah, no kidding. Holy yeah, cow. Yeah, apparently a friend of the woman that was given the, the $3 million settlement, $3 million, wow. I mean, come on, uh, uh, was sending anonymous emails to um, 
to shareholders. And, uh, and, and finally, you know, it was one of those things where it was just sort of like, all right, we got to get to the bottom of this to see what's going on here. And there were some pretty, uh, startling claims that, that were, that were made in these emails, apparently. Now, whether of course that'll all shake out to be true or not, who knows, but the fact that the affair has already been admitted to that the, um, that the payoff, you know, uh, if you, the settlement, uh, maybe it's, maybe I shouldn't call it a payoff, but let's face it. That's what it is. Uh, you know, has, has been admitted to is pretty incredible. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see how it all shakes out, especially knowing over the past year and a half or so, there's been all sorts of rumors about, you know, the possibility of, of a sale, uh, of the company, um, you know, and, 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 and the, I think the, um, the stepping up of, uh, of involvement from other people and, you know, and hiring somebody like Nick Khan to, you know, really kind of be in charge uh, of a lot of the decision-making of the company. Um, we'll see how it, how it factors into the creative side of thing. Cause we know that at the end of the day, Vince is still the one that, that calls all those shots. So uh, mm-hmm. who, who knows how that may or may not change um, in the near future here, but it's, it's fascinating to say the least. Um, course that wasn't the only sort of black eye for the business this past week because jeff hardy got arrested again for driving under the influence Uh, oh jeff 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 yeah yeah um you know it's 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 an unfortunate situation and clearly there's um you know a a lot has already been said by by a, a lot of other voices about addiction issues and, and mental health. Um, and you know, that is all absolutely true. But at the same time, it's just like, man, get a damn car, like, you know, get a driver, get, get you know, call just gonna Uber, get this guy a prepaid like, Uber account or something yeah. like that. Know, like, uh, uh. Apparently he's supposed to have like a breathalyzer, uh, on his car in order to activate the car. That was one of the, right. uh, well, he didn't even have a license though. And he didn't so have a license. Either, there, right. Just driving, so. Yeah. So that's unfortunate. And, and, and of course, you know, fallout from that included, a uh, unpaid, uh, suspension, um, from AEW. And, uh, of course, you know, Tony Khan now basically finds himself in the same situation that WWE was in where they had initially, um, you know, told Jeff, Hey, look, uh, you know, we, we, we want to keep you here. Uh, obviously, you know, you're a big part of WWE, but, uh, the only way you can stay is if you complete treatment and Jeff, said that he wasn't going to do that. And that's one of the reasons why he ended up in AEW. And, uh, and now, you know, Tony Khan kind of just having to take a page from WWE's book is saying, okay, you know, if you're going to come back, you've got to do this and we'll pay for it. You know, you don't have to worry about whatever. Uh, and it's just like, you know, the, 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 it's been a recurring problem, obviously yeah. for a very long time. Yeah. And, uh, He's, he's, you know, done a lot, done treatment before, and I guess it just hasn't stuck for, for, for whatever reason. And, um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I mean, it was definitely a huge risk going in. I think everybody knew that. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really unfortunate, but to say I was shocked would be, you know, an overstatement. I mean, it's right. Well, you know, and and I think that one of the things, too, is just even looking at like Dynamite tonight and and knowing that uh, there was going to be that, you know, that three way ladder match box and and, uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. And and now that, you know, that's not going to happen. I mean, they're going to just do 
Bucks and Jungle Express, but um, uh, Jurassic Express, Jungle Express, <laughs> um, and uh, uh, and I'm sure that you know that's going to be great. But obviously, there, e- even though I will admittedly say that I am not, I have not been like a hundred percent like sold on it uh, as 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 a fan, um, just because when I look at the Hardys, I see guys that should you know, be slowing it down and, and, and probably calling it a day sooner rather than later. Um, I mean, I mean, kind of going in, like, it's like, okay, well, we want to see the young bucks versus the Hardys versus the young bucks. And you wanted to see Jeff versus Darby Allen. And you saw all that already. Like the first couple right. of like, you know, like a little bit, you know, first couple of months, you've already seen both of them. So it's like, all right, you know, what else is there? So yeah. And I mean, I know that Matt has been on the record as saying that, that he, you know, he wants to have, uh, he wants to have, he wanted to have this one last run that his yeah. ideal was to have their retirement match against the young bucks. Um, and you know, who knows if that'll actually happen now. Um, you, you know, I would love to see them get the opportunity to do that, but I kind of almost feel like that should be the next thing they do, you know, mm-hmm. um, for, for, for everyone's sake, quite frankly. But that said, you know, it would have been cool to see, to, to see that match. Um, although I don't know that I need to see Jeff diving off any ladders, um, you know, again. Uh, so yeah, it is what it is. And I just, I wish him the best. And I, I you know, for, yeah. for someone that knows what it's like to be in recovery, you know, my biggest hope for Jeff Hardy would be that he can find that, that peace of mind and, and realize that there are other coping mechanisms and that his toolbox, you know, might seem a little empty sometimes. And, 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 and that booze and pills might be the thing that, that, um, uh, that he knows best, but that there's, you know, that there's other ways and, uh, you know, you can live a, a fulfilling, happy, fun, clean life. Um, and I really hope that, that he's able to find that, uh, because I think that he's, he's a incredibly talented and creative guy. And if there's one thing that I know for certain, it's that no matter how talented and creative you are, you might think that the drugs and the alcohol are enhancing that. But once you get clean, you realize you can really unlock even more potential off of the substances and it would be fascinating to see, you know, what a, what a clean Jeff Hardy is capable of, even away from the wrestling ring, you know? Sure. Yeah, yeah. I know he's has other things with music and stuff like that he's always interested in. So, yeah. yeah. Same. Um, but, you know, uh, on to other quick hits uh, um, that are a little bit more positive. We now know that one of the main events of Forbidden Door will indeed be John Moxley versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Um, Tanahashi, of course, um, beat Goto and... Um, we knew that Moxley had already defeated uh, uh, Kyle O'Reilly. Um, so I was a, I was not expecting that match. You know? <laughs> yeah, neither was I. Neither was I. Um, but f- from you know, I, I, I think the interesting thing is is that it ended up being not not who I thought it would be, and not necessarily even who I thought needed it. But it certainly ended up being the same type of match that you would expect from Moxley at this point, sure, which is that. Sure coming out of it, Kyle O'Reilly looks stronger than he did before. 
Um, well, they've really been building up O'Reilly as a singles guy, which I was not yeah. expecting to really happen much. I mean, he's he's definitely been on a run recently. You know, they're definitely have been pushing him. So, I mean, it was a right spot for him with all the recent experience he's had. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Uh, I think, uh, you know, again, the writing was kind of on the wall. I didn't expect it to be anything but Moxley and Tanahashi. But um, yeah. yeah, now that it's it's 100% confirmed, um, I, I it's, you know, it's it's going to be cool. It's going to be cool to see. And I have absolutely <laughs> no idea who's going to win. I have a feeling that um, that it is going to be Moxley. Yeah. Uh, I I almost don't want it to be though, just because I think that it's f- there's far more interesting stories to tell with Tanahashi as the sure. interim champion, um, you know. But uh, that also that also means that you know would would the culmination of his interim championship be uh, you know the match with Punk, and if and if that's the case, then who's he going to you know who who's he going to be? beating in the meantime. Do you know what I mean? And how much time right, is he going right. to be spending here? And is that something that, you know, New Japan and Bushiroad and Ghetto would want, you know, to have the ace of the company? Is there any word on how long Punk is supposed to be out for at all? No. Uh, you know, I'd heard everything from like two months to six months. Um, okay. But I have no idea what the number is. I mean, is. based on the rumors, you know, they'll be back in Chicago in, uh, you, know, Labor, you know, Labor Day weekend. Right. So they could still have the, you know, the CM Punk Tanahashi match on a pay-per-view in Chicago. Yeah. Year. You know, it's interesting because Tanahashi apparently called out Punk for Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he said he didn't mention to do it there. Yeah, actually, that'd be pretty cool too. That would be cool. Which also kind of makes me think that Moxley's gonna gonna win. Um, And I and the other reason why I think Moxley's going to win is because you're gonna have two big, you know, main event money matches. Which is the other interesting thing that happened because Okada is no longer the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Jay White beat Okada for the title. So now we're probably we're potentially looking at Adam Page, Jay White, which they have an incredible history together. Yes. um, As well. So uh, and and I think what we might end up seeing is Moxley go over Tanahashi and then, of course, Jay White go over Adam Page. What I would love to see is I would love to see that happen because I think it's what needs to happen. But I would love to then see Jay White and Adam Page at the Tokyo Dome with Jay White losing the belt between now and the Dome and giving Page the chance to go over Jay White because I just feel like that's what their rivalry needs at this point. I feel like Page I, I feel like Page deserves and, and has earned that that win. So um but I, but I think that that's what's likely. We'll, you know, we'll see. Uh, I mean, a lot of my stuff from last week, you know, none of it came true. Like all the people who I said, you know, maybe had a shot right. there, none of them were even in the battle royal. Right. Because suddenly we had a new title announced that nobody was expecting. I and know. That's were, right. <laughs> um, and then, uh, you know, I mentioned uh, also, I'm like, oh, I, th- I could see Moxley and Danielson being in the G1 field. And the only AEW guy in the G1 field is uh, Lance Archer, who has been in plenty of them in the past. So nobody knew kind of going over there. But I think the unfortunate truth about that is injuries played a huge part in that. You know, with Punk out, with Brian Danielson yeah. out, with you know what I yeah. mean. Like it, I think it just kind of came down to I can't for for, for Tony Khan. It's like who can I give up for two months, yeah. basically. And, and I, Archer hadn't just kind of out. Yeah, he was on the last pay-per-view. Like, right. He's just kind of been on the sidelines. So it made, it made sense there for sure. Yeah. Um, on the WWE side of things, real quick, uh, it's worth noting that Cody, of course, had his surgery and that it looks like 
he's going to miss. And this is more than what had initially been reported, but he's going to be out for nine months. Wow. So, yeah. So, I mean, he, he, I mean, he'll be back for mania. I hope like, you know, he should, he should be be back back in time for mania. He'll be back for the rumble. That's what I'm thinking too. But at the same time, that's, you know, less than nine months. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, but it'd be very, very easy, obviously, to have him, you know, pull number 30, come out, make the surprise entrance, win the Rumble, and then go on to main event mania, which sure. I think is, I think is what they should do. Well, uh, the one other th- theory I heard going around is like, well, if Roman still has two titles there, there's nothing saying he can't defend one title on Saturday and one title on Sunday. <laughs> so you could have the Cody match one night and the rock match the other night. Right. You know, absolutely. Kind of... <laughs> Why the heck not? No, I, I'm, I'm with, yeah. I'm with you. I, I think that'd be great. Um, yeah, other thing that's interesting, they seem to be, um, you know, and, and I think Cody, uh, being gone is probably playing a little bit of a factor into this. Uh, they seem to be kind of rebuilding Seth Rollins. Not that he needed to be rebuilt. I think he could stand to lose those yeah. matches to Cody and be sure. just fine. But uh, that said, um, you know, by putting him over AJ Styles, they put him into into this position to you know take money in the bank and and maybe be the the wild card that upsets Roman before you know we get to. Oh, that's absolutely there. possible. Yeah, you know, uh, actually, um, I mean, well, you say that that could be the one where he's the champion, and then suddenly Cody wins the uh, Rumble. Is like, all right, it's back to Rollins and Cody again. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. The, the final round. Uh, another thing that's really interesting, really cool. I'm looking forward to this. Obviously, he doesn't have a snowball's chance in heck. See what I did there of winning. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, Matt Riddle uh, gets a shot at Roman Reigns on Friday. Uh, yeah, for I, was wondering, I thought this was going to be at the, the pay-per-view, but I guess it's on Friday. We'll, yeah. we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I, you know, I, I, I'm excited. I, I, I like Riddle. I think, you know, I, I've, I've liked him since his evolved days. And uh, I, I think oddly enough, even though they you know, he, he's been a goof uh, for most of his run. um you know, now that Orton's been out for a little bit, they've they've given him a little bit more of an edge and made him a little bit more serious, and I think it's really working. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I I look forward to it. I think it could be a really great opportunity for him. And the interesting thing about this is when I compare it to like um, Cesaro's shot from you know a year ago or whatever. Yeah. Um, for me, when I when I looked at that match, I was like, Cesaro has to win this. If Cesaro doesn't win this match, like all of this buildup has been for nothing in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing about this situation is Riddle doesn't need to win the match. The fact that he's even going to have the match is already kind of a win for where right. he's been placed. And I think it's, it just shows that now they're willing to potentially elevate him to that main event level. And it's perfect timing. You know, you've got a guy like AJ Styles, who's probably kind of on, on that downward slope and knows it and has admitted it and has, you know, kind of been like, look, I can't do what I used to be able to do. And I don't know how much longer I'm going to do this. And you know, that they, they need to make space for other guys. And, and, and there's obviously a bit of a vacuum up there with Roman. They say Roman's only going to appear on one raw between now and SummerSlam. Uh, and it's going to be the wow. Madison Square Garden. Yeah, it's going to be oh, the Madison yeah, Square Garden Raw. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's not going to be on every SmackDown either. So yeah, I mean, it, you know, there's they're lacking some of those some of those big uh, uh, you know big names. Um, so uh, interesting interesting stuff all all around. Um, 
Also, uh, on the indie scene and something related to Galacticon, so we can get into some Fed HQ news, but uh, the name of the event for AAW in July uh, for Galacticon weekend has changed. It is not going to be United We Stand this year. It's called The Independence. So I saw that. Yeah, play on yeah. Independence Day, the independent, independent wrestling, etc. Um, and uh, looking at uh, you know what's been announced, this there's uh, I don't believe there's any matches that have been announced yet. But um, the names. I think there's hints at Manders, one called Manders, challenging for a title. I believe I saw yeah. some video on that. Yeah. Yeah, um, um, but yeah, the, the names that are going to be on the card, um, it certainly looks like it's going to be fantastic. And there's uh, quite a few guys, of course, that already have uh, Indies cards. So, what are what are some of the names uh, that we can expect there that you've seen? Yeah, so we've got uh, obviously the uh, champion uh, Matt Fitchett um, will be uh, there and uh, potentially defending that belt, uh, like you said, against uh, Manders. Um, we're also going to have the women's champion Christy Janes. Uh, we got the tag team. Team champions Ace Perry and Hammerstone, Fred Yehai, uh, Manders, Heather Reckless, ACH, uh, Jossie, Shaft, Silas Young, Big Beef, Gnarls Garvin, Russ Jones, Sierra, Ren Jones, Braden Lee, and Davey Vega with Hartenbauer and Logan. Um, so it was cool seeing uh, Vega and Fitchett on uh, AEW last week. That was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I like seeing those guys, you know, anytime, uh, you know, seeing them tag together because that's not something that we've seen here in AAW for the past... Gosh, yeah. When did Fitchett win the title? I can't remember exactly when he won the title, but, you know, they've they've been basically split up without actually splitting, um, you know, since right around the time that Fitchett won the title. So they haven't tagged here locally, uh, in quite a while. Hmm. Yeah. The best, the besties there, you know, we got their, got their yeah. tag cards out a couple of years ago, which was, which was really cool. Yeah. So, I'd love to get a Fitchett singles card now that he's, now that he's champ. I think, uh, it'd be, it'd be neat to see, uh, you know, a a singles card for him with maybe a beefed up a little bit um, to represent his, his run here. Cause he's had, he's, he's defeated, you know, some quality uh, challengers thus far, which is really, really cool. Um, also uh, something that I was completely unaware of. So thanks to a uh, fellow Chicago promoter, Michael Brada. Um, but the women's wrestling army promotion run by Maria Canellis um, is going to be in Chicago the week before uh, Galacticon. They're running two shows at the Logan Square Auditorium. Oh, very um, cool. Yeah, they haven't announced all the names that will be appearing, um, but uh, thus far, um, the Hex, uh, um, Marty Bell, and Allison Kay have, have, have been uh, working for them, um, and I'm sure that there'll be some others uh, on there as well. I know that Nicole Savoy uh, was on one of their cards, but I can't for the life of me recall, and I could just go search for the, the tweet, but I can't recall if it was before or after she announced she was retiring. Um, so I, I, I mean, I'm, I can only assume it was before, which means that she won't be on this next card. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, I might, I might try and, uh, go to at least one of those. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, he asked me if I was going to, uh, going to go. And I, and when he sent me the, the, the message, I was like, I didn't even know that they're, that they're, that they were going to be there. So, uh, some cool women's wrestling in, in the area. Um, but anyway, I don't know if we, I don't know if we covered it last week, but the, there wasn't the MLW show on Saturday, uh, of that weekend that did get canceled. Yes. Uh, that weekend. So I don't know if we mentioned it last week or not, but, uh, yeah, so nothing will be going on then. So we, we might extend out the, 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 uh, 
the time of the Galacticon a little bit, just in case, you know, our uh, auction goes a little over or something like that. I won't feel so bad about, you know, going too long. So. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, you, you did mention it last week cause you know, we okay. were talking about all sorts of other little things that we could do, including, um, you know, watching, watching some tapes or yeah. DVDs or, YouTube streams or, or whatever. And I, um, was, I think Barry was asking me if I was going to have a VCR there. I'm like, I don't know if we'll have that, but uh, <laughs> I mean, I have a VCR. I can bring a VCR. I can bring a VCR DVD combo or something like that. I was hoping to stream some stuff. That's easier, but yeah, if we can get something else like that, maybe we can somehow get that hooked up to, right. uh, to there. I don't know. Somehow, I think you'd be able to hook that up to the projector. I think I have a little. Uh, you know, AV thing uh, that I could put in, you know, the little red and yellow. Oh, yeah. You know, white cords. So. I can, I can, yeah, I can, I can, I can help with that. I got some, I got some cables. I got the stuffs. Um, but, but, you know, mentioning that, of course, uh, let's talk about uh, uh, Phil Singer Games and uh, news from yeah. FedH. Oh, this is the Phil Singer Games uh, podcast. Yeah, it's yeah, not so just you and me uh, bull spitting. Uh, see, see what I did there? Uh, oh, man, uh, man, he's <laughs> on, on top, top of it. Today. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, it's it's going to be a good fork and night. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, uh, yeah, we do uh, have, of course, some teasers to talk about. But before we get to that, I mean, we are, you know, we're a month out um, from Galacticon. So uh, uh, Todd, yeah. Phil. I think actually, I think actually exactly one month out, right? You know, on the 15th so. is uh, the Friday night, uh, Friday night AW show. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, no, we're a month out. Uh, you know, uh, you know um, tickets are on sale up there. Uh, so make sure to get that. We, we put those on sale um, earlier this month um, and uh, virtual ones too. So people are definitely buying them, getting uh, their hotel reservations i've got my hotel reservation in and uh getting ready for everything with that um still working on some guests i had some kind of look like it was promising might fall through <laughs> trying some other things so we're seeing who else we can get uh, to come on there i mean regardless of what's going on I, I think the biggest thing is just kind of you know the fellowship and stuff like that is going to be you know i think the big the big draw uh, for that weekend there, but, uh, yeah. and trying to get, trying to get some other people in there. Um, Tom will, uh, will be joining us virtually. He, I, I just got word. He will not be there in person, uh, this year. Uh, so he'll be joining us virtually for kind of the, uh, talk about 2138. Uh, I will say also, I will officially announce that we will have a midnight release of 2138 at the hotel, uh, the holiday in, uh, Chicago here. Uh, and Tom will be joining us virtually for that as well. He said he wanted to be there for the release. So uh, he will be joining us uh, via Zoom uh, for that as well. well it'll be like 10 o'clock his there. time. So, Oh, yeah, it's only 10 o'clock his time. It's not that late <laughs> for him. So I, yeah, I, I kind of put it as midnight. It might be a little bit before that uh, for folks. It's just I want to make sure everybody who goes to the AEW show, including us, you know, right, are, are kind right. of back uh, from there and, and can go uh, – can go. Um, you know, I'll make sure once I get back, I'll run up to the room, grab all the stuff there, and uh, we'll do our, our big release party then at that point. Nice. Nice. That is definitely something to look forward to. Uh, you know, and again, we'll talk about them here in a second, but the teasers have, have been on point. There's no doubt about that. Um, 
you know, and as far as the AAW event, of course, uh, worth mentioning that there are, of course, tickets still available. Um, I mean, they just went on sale pretty recently, actually. Uh, front row stage is, is sold out, um, but the front row, uh, there are still tickets available at $40. Uh, second row stage, uh, they have $30 seats. Uh, regular second row is $30. Third row is $25. And then general admission is $20. Um, I'm probably just going to do general admission. Uh, I've Every AAW show I've ever attended, I've sat front row at. Uh, I love it. It's great. It's awesome. But uh, there's not a bad seat in the house, um, you know, at Bourbon Street uh, or uh, Logan Square or, of course, the the Eagles Club. There's really not a bad seat in the house. But, um, you know, to me, it's going to be more about just the atmosphere and hanging out with other promoters. And um, I kind of figure I'm going to mingle around and whatnot. So, yeah, I'll probably do GA as well. Yeah. Yeah. Is there usually seats for GA or is it a standing room? There, there are seats. There are seats for GA. Um, and uh, at, at Bourbon Street, the nice thing is, is that you can kind of stand and walk around and that sort of stuff because it's also still basically a bar. Um, but uh, the funny thing is, of course, at, uh, at the Eagles Club and Logan Square, um, you're actually not allowed to, to stand uh, during the show or walk around during the show. Some people do it anyway. Um, but uh, it's at the Eagles Club, I think it's actually a fire code thing. It might be the same thing at, at Logan Square. I'm not sure. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> frowned upon to say the least. But yeah, but at, at Bourbon Street, the nice thing is, is that because it's a, you know, a bar and restaurant, you can kind of just yeah, do whatever you want. Um, yeah, I, that's what I always like with indie shows, especially when we've kind of gone with a big group. It's just kind of going and hanging out in the back, you know, hanging out around and, you know, just yeah just chatting while the matches are going on you know obviously when it comes to the big the big matches you know then you know more keyed in but you know, in between it's it's kind of cool just to kind of socialize a little bit so, yeah so. yeah it'll be interesting i haven't been to an aaw show in like three years so it's going to be interesting to uh to see i know that the the the, the Shows have changed a bit, to be completely honest. It, you know, I feel like it's kind of that way all over the country right now. I mean, even, you know, uh, I think you could even argue with PWG, um, you, you know, they kind of have an undercard now, whereas for a while there, it was like PWG didn't have an undercard. It was like wall-to-wall, you know, bangers pretty much. Um, and, and AEW kind of used that model as well. You know, they usually just brought in the top guys from all over the country and, you know, put together some interesting matchups, and there weren't a lot of, you know... Uh, um, kind of under the radar sort of matches, but, uh, uh, I think it's good to have a, a healthy undercard and, you know, certainly a lot of the stuff I've seen on IWTV over the past couple of years, it's always interesting to sort of, you know, to see some of the younger talent that, that, you know, they're getting their kind of their first opportunity in a way to, uh, get seen and, 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 you know, certainly be on the air and, and, you know, and then you've got your, your guys who are up at the top of the card and, you know, certainly names that are very, very well known like Manders and Hammerstone and ACH. And, and you know and, and their champion fitch it and stuff so I mean it's yeah it, it'll be interesting because I do it's a very different looking promotion than what it was when when I was attending regularly you know when they were bringing in guys like uh, Naito and Cody and you, you know what I mean um, so it, it'll be uh, it'll be uh, it'll be a fun experience to say the least very cool very cool yeah I'm looking forward to it yeah I guess uh, yeah, so I've been to one indie show in the last couple of years. I went to the uh, um, Major Wrestling Figure Podcast uh, live wrestling show a couple of weeks ago, which was, it was cool to be back for an indie show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Been to a couple of AEW shows, but yeah, definitely the indie thing is, is a different atmosphere there. It's, it's definitely a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always, I mean, I always enjoyed it. Um, you, you know, it's, it's something that. 
obviously due to the pandemic and even a little bit before that, you know, I wasn't necessarily making time for it, but, uh, hopefully now it'll be uh, a little, little easier to do. So we'll, we'll see. Um, But, you know, we also, of course, have some teasers to talk about before we get to our main event. Um, we have a Tragos and Thez teaser, and uh, it's uh, the one and only Ken Shamrock. Um, of course, now as I'm saying that, I'm thinking that there's a possibility that we already talked about this last week. We did talk about Ken, yeah. We had, uh, <laughs> now we, yeah, so we, we announced Ken Shamrock at the... Um, at the Phil's right. Games night, uh, but we hadn't put up his article. His article there, we did put that up this past uh, you know, last week, and uh, we did. I will. I'll kind of mention address it right here. We did have uh, a piece of art and uh, teaser ready uh, for Mike Rotunda, not Rotundo. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I guess uh, still wanted to tweak the art a little bit, and so we decided just to kind of pull that while that gets kind of. Uh, changed up a little bit but uh we did announce I, I don't think it was supposed to go up but it did go up and then we pulled it back down but uh yeah okay. just just a couple things we wanted to tweak up in the art uh but he is in the set we will at least tell you that much uh that That's right. he is in the set there's one hailing from party. from syracuse uh university uh has nothing to do with the letter on his jacket um and uh yeah i i it's super cool to add him to the game it's super cool to add him kind of in his more sort of like you know amateur wrestling persona as opposed to you know any of the uh financial gimmicks um uh, yeah i said i wanted him as the boat captain but you know <laughs> i got overruled on that one you know, the the fun thing is that I, I think that there are certainly some instances where it has made more sense to go with the more, you know, kind of well-known persona. Like I, I, the one that stands out the most being like Kurt Henning, um, you know, going with more the Mr. Perfect um, version uh, of uh, Kurt. But, you know, nowadays it almost feels like if we're given the opportunity to kind of start with that earlier gimmick, we might as well. Same, you know, like, yeah. like with um, Adrian Adonis, Adrian you know, Adonis, I think yeah. that. Because now, of course, the door is open to do, you know, a rotunda card that might, you know, have, uh, uh, you know, more of a, a, a Walt Street or, a, you know, IRS or whatever uh, inspired look. I mean, obviously, you can't have that name, but, um, no, no, you know, no, no, no. it certainly can still have that look and some of the changes to uh, to the moveset. But uh, and you can, and so the, funny, the cool thing with, with him is you can also go backwards, too. You know, the, 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 it's another persona as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's very, very true. So, uh, I, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to having him. Um, I think it's really cool that we've got so many names that, you know, he's worked with and tagged with, like Steve Williams and Ted DiBiase, and uh, it, it'll just be a lot of fun to, you know, to uh, to have him in the game. I, I think he's going to be able to fill a great spot. Uh, you know, I imagine he'll be like a solid, you know, mid-card, um, you know, maybe even be able to break into the upper mid-card uh, at times, and, and, and I would imagine have a pretty solid, you know, tag team uh, a card as well. So uh, I'm really looking forward to it, and I'm really looking forward to the rest of the names in the set, uh, which, if I'm completely honest, uh, I did not know for sure uh, the rest of the names in the set until until just about 30 minutes ago. So... Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, ever, the ever-changing... The inks, too. So, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, and they look great. Um, you know, Barry, do not harass him. Do not no, right, yeah. <laughs> All messages will be met with a no comment. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, the, the neat thing is, of course, on the, the COTG side of things, we've been getting some 
awesome stuff. Some great oh, art. Yeah. Um, some really this cool one's teasers. Maybe my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's so many cool ones, but this this is definitely one of the top. I you know the the I, I literally probably spent more time like looking at this one than I have uh, pretty much any other. Uh, piece of art that we've gotten recently just because it's it's very striking um and i i feel like when you you know when you read the teaser along with it it, it really just it pops uh to to say the least and 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 makes me wonder exactly what we're in store for and certainly what the rest of the women's roster is on in store for in the gwf come 2138 um because the announcement was Bloody Mary. Uh, that's two R's in Mary. Um, a wild, hardcore wrestler that will enter the GWF in 2138, and she's not shy. She's coming after Bulldoze and Storm. Wait till you hear why. Living up to her name, Bloody Mary promises her victims that they will be married to blood in her matches. Her finishers, consummation, and unholy matrimony will give her opponents nightmares. I mean... Yeah, hard, hardcore female wrestler there. I mean, she's pretty wild. What's interesting is, you know, I saw an early draft of the uh, handbook before I saw the art. And so, you know, I didn't know what to expect. And then I saw the art. I'm like, whoa, okay. <laughs> there was, and I kept on seeing her and I'm like, the, the race looks familiar and I couldn't figure, figure it out. And, and then, um, you know, so, someone mentioned retribution. I'm like, ah, retribution. Yeah. And I mentioned at the time, he's like, well, that it wasn't on purpose uh, there. You know, it just kind of happened there, but it's, you know, it's kind of, kind of fun that, 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 that uh, race maybe is now, uh, you know, brought back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and even thinking about like, you know, Retribution having that feud with Nosfera and, you know, it's been mentioned a couple of times already that, you know, she kind of gives off a bit of that vibe as well, yeah. um, which I think is is also on the money. Uh, yeah, it's going to be really, really interesting to see, you know, what her story is. And I, I think it, it's funny because I've. I've I've always been interested in the story um, and, and, and stats can certainly make or break, you know, wrestlers, but this is one where I'm kind of just looking at it and I'm like, I really want to see those stats and I want to know more about those finishers. I want, you know, like I am really, really hungry for, for that side of this card um, just as much, if not more so than the story. Yeah. No, it should be definitely really interesting uh, there. Yeah, I think so. I think it should be a lot of fun to play with uh, for for sure. And yeah, I think w- w- there was a r- original version of the of the art that didn't have the blood in the dress, and then that got added in later on. I think that really even added even more to it. So I mean, oh, it, yeah. it made completely complete sense given her name and everything like that. So you know, to have some blood on there. So, but I know with Tom, it's yeah, it's not going to be over the top blood. It's you know some nice subtle, nice subtle blood there to kind of. It's not going to be Nick Gage level. Not going to uh, be uh, ultimate <laughs> gauge level, yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I, it seems like people are certainly jazzed for 2138, and I am I definitely among them. I, I'm looking forward to uh, attending my first, you know, release party, uh, yes. if you will. Uh, yes. You know, I've, I've always gotten the, the set, um, you know, a week or so after Galacticon, um, and I, I can remember, you, you know, the message boards and I think even going back to like the guest book, like, uh, you know, reading people's comments uh, about the set and, and, you know, people posting like, you know, spoilers uh, um, the night of the release or whatever people wanted. to. And then, then there was the whole fake spoiler, you know, thing that happened one year. Yeah. When Wolf came back. There's yeah. a whole thing like, oh, well, this happened and this happened. And then I think whatever really came out and then people were like, 
oh, we like the other one better. (laughs) (laughs) I do. Yeah, I do remember that. Um, Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I, I think that uh, there's been, there's been a lot of really, really interesting stuff that's been going on in the GWF and, um, you know, 2137 felt like, uh, you know, it's weird because in in some ways it it certainly felt like a, a bit of a culmination of certain pieces of the story. And yet there was so much more set up. Um, and, 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 and left a lot of questions to, to be answered. And, you know, uh, knowing Tom, we're not going to get a lot of those questions answered, but we're certainly going to get some mysteries deepened and and probably a few questions answered in, in 2138. And, and it's looking like it's, it's going to be a really, really cool set. Yeah. And I said, I'll tell you, like, there's not even a hint of like the main, you know, story that that's even been shared yet. So, uh, um, definitely something that I think uh, uh, we might learn some more, but there might be, I know last year we had the big bonus pack that came with it. I don't think there's going to be a whole, you know, big pack there, but I did hear today there might be some type of bonus item uh, that kind of goes with it, which will, which will be uh, some fun there. So Is it going to be Bloody Mary stained dress? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I better be careful talking about stained dresses. Mike might try to p- make me put a quarter in the jar. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so those are all the teasers that we have actually, um, because we've not really been doing Wednesday teasers, um, just because there's not a you know an indies release um, coming up or anything like there, that. There is going to be an IPW release, uh, but yeah, I think we're gonna, yeah we did the uh, James Jeffries card before, uh, but yeah I don't think we yeah we probably won't have a ton of those before uh, before um, the release there. Yeah, I got I got a bit of a sneak peek uh, at the IPW stuff, and um, you know, or where it is at this particular point, and uh, it's going to be a really cool set. I'm, I'm yeah, really looking forward cool to it. There, yeah. um, I just think, uh, I know uh, on Charter Territory they did announce that it would be eleven cards uh, that would be as part of the set because uh, they couldn't figure out who to trim to make it a nine card set so. <laughs> <laughs> or ten card set. Yes. Yeah, I think that that I think that that's great. I really do because uh, again, just seeing kind of the names and 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 the. Um, you know the layout of the set if you will uh it's looking really cool um and and i'm you know i'm I'm just excited because i don't i'm not familiar with a lot of these names and you know i'm looking forward to um getting to see some of them in action during the the tnt uh, hall of fame weekend so yeah i think uh, all of them will be there is what chad had mentioned they should all awesome. be on the show uh so maybe we'll uh you know say someone can get their whole set signed if they want so there you go i like it I like it. Might might have to buy two. Um, <laughs> so uh, you know, speaking of, of not doing um, teasers, you know, we've not done any teasers uh, for um, FTR Prime. Right. Yeah. Um, Just a little little kind of questions to ponder. Yeah. Uh, but we wanted to take the opportunity for our main event tonight to change all of that. Um, and we're not going to spoil anything because, you know, it's not out yet. It's not in the mail and it won't be, you know, it won't have hit by the time we um, 
uh, drop this podcast, but uh, we certainly wanted to be able to talk about it a little bit because uh, we felt like it might be kind of, you know, a, a unique opportunity for us as, as well as the listeners to hear about uh, our process and uh, some of the, you know, the, the bits and pieces that went into the making um, of the handbook and the three cards that you'll be getting uh, for uh, FTR. Um which is 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 exciting. It's it's yeah. exciting. Uh, now, Todd, you you basically picked out the title um, for this. So, do you want to do you want to unveil the the title? I'm not sure, I have the right title. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just decided on it, like you know, within the last twenty four yeah, no, hours. So, but it, that, it was kind of based on uh, based on the quote in uh, in in there. Um, so, uh, it is going to be FTR riot time. Yeah, um, I think it's a I think it's a perfect title. I, I, I you know I, I think that um, things are going to get uh, y- you know kind of spun in a different direction, um, which which is going to feel uh, y- you know a little bit more focused on on the wrestling and um, uh, y- you know obviously Rob told this amazing you know, story that, that had a lot of stuff kind of happening outside the ring while also, you know, while also of course, um, um, you know, bringing in some really great talent, you know, uh, or upgrading, you know, certain cards. Um, you know, I think pardon was, was really kind of the, um, the game changer in a lot of ways for FTR. You know, it's like when pardon came in, you know, the realization was it's like, okay, you know, like FTR is going to be its own beast with, with some really good, you know, kind of top tier, Characters, you know, for, for FTR, um, as opposed to just basically being the the jobbers of the GWF, right. Um, and rightfully so because they were, you know, the talent of of your uh, of of tomorrow uh, today. Um, but uh, I think f- for me, you know, when we were thinking about what we wanted for this set, I, I just I, I wanted to be able to bring in new names, strengthen the, the women's roster, you know, maybe do kind of a bit of an homage to some, some uh, older characters, you know, potentially even try to bring back some, some older characters in different capacities. You know, we, we, we mauled over quite a few names, um, when we were sort of thinking about, um, potentially, you know, bringing in, a manager or an authority figure or, or whatever, um, from, from GWF's past. Um, because I think one of the cool things about FTR is that it has always kind of paid tribute to what, what has come before. Um, so yeah. What were, what were your thoughts kind of on the, on, on the Genesis of, of this particular chapter of FTR? So, yeah, so, you know, part of it um, is kind of like, uh, you know, I, I think part of it we wanted to address is kind of like the fallout from the whole investigation and then the disappearance of certain uh, characters uh, that uh, we knew were kind of being written out. If you've read the um, the latest chapter of uh, Kronos, you'll know that there's a couple FTR characters <laughs> that that uh, show up there. Um so, you know, there's definitely a fallout of that that happens in FTR. So we wanted to address that. Um, and then with that, kind of like what are kind of some of the, uh, what's some of the fallout 
from there and just kind of maybe, you know, maybe not bring everything at once as, as we kind of mentioned before um, it's um, with, with the FTR this year, it's going to be kind of told in, in three parts uh, throughout the year uh, in the next uh, three quarters of, of uh, COTG prime. Uh, but we kind of want to stretch it out, you know, so again, you could wait and get all three of the sets and then kind of play out the whole year. Um, or you can kind of play it out over time. So, you know, there's certain things we're kind of setting up a little bit, but uh, that might pay off in you know, the next quarter or the quarter after that. Um, but uh, I think that was kind of the main thing and just kind of like getting everything kind of resettled within, within the promotion and just kind of, you know, uh, one of the things that I, you know, I do, I'm, I'm a planner and I like to kind of sketch and plan things out. So that was the first thing I kind of went through. It was like, all right, where are we, where are we at with the roster now? And then kind of where do we want things to go and what is the progression to kind of get there? And so this is kind of like the first step of that progression of where we're going to go. And then still leaving a little bit open that we can kind of play around with and don't feel locked in. Uh, but there's definitely certain things that we wanted to, to, to bring in for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that that's a really great way to put it. It's sort of a, you know, resettling because one of the things, you know, Rob did so well, it was kind of, you know, way it kind of blew FTR up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, he, he, he put all these pieces into play and then he kind of, you know, blew it up. Uh, and, and we had, you know, multiple guys, uh, take off, um, at the end of, of screw job. And it, it left, uh, a lot of things kind of up in the air with, you know, where do we go from here? And I think that, you know, one of the things that you did right away, you're just sort of talking about process is that you sort of charted out, you know, these, these next three episodes based off of like the talent, what, yeah. you know, like who's going to land where, what are the teams going to be, you know, where are we going to need some new names who might jump ship and that really, you know, being able to kind of see that diagram really helped me to be able to go off and write that first draft of the handbook because yeah. it was, it was easy to kind of say like, okay, like, you know, these are the pieces that we're playing with and this is, you know, we, we've got the chessboard set up and now we've got to get this over to here and this over to here. How are we going to go about doing it? And there were a couple of things that, that, that changed, you know, from that, oh, sure. that first draft yeah. of kind of your roadmap. Yeah. Um, but, but for the most part, you know, again, it was, it was really the skeleton that, that, that I think we needed to envision the story that would come next and how we got certain pieces to the next place, to the next spot. Um, and, you know, some of the, some of the wrestlers, it was clear, like we knew we wanted to do specific things like with them, um, you know, Astarte being one of them, for instance, yes. where we were kind of like, we had a very, a pretty clear vision of, of the direction that we wanted to take him. Um, mm -hmm. Mad Maxis, like we had a pretty yes. clear, you know, vision of like what we wanted to do with them. Um, I think the you know the interesting part for me, of course, uh, and the thing that I was sort of chomping at the bit to kind of get to was it was like okay, but you know what about new folks? Like, what are we going to do yeah. to bring new folks in? And one of the things we decided on early on, which I'll be completely honest, might not necessarily be the most popular decision for a lot of promoters, because I know that there are a lot of promoters that aren't necessarily always jazzed about about women talent. Although I feel like there's a little bit more of an allowance for it in champions versus like indies and legends. Sometimes, you know, people people like like they like their legends to be the men's and then there's that women's that they can get if they want, you know, they like the fact that there's, you know, all these indies, you know, men and, and, and then there's that women's that they can get if they want. Um, COTG I think is always allowed a little bit more space for that. But one of the things that I, I know that you and I kind of talked about early on 
is that we had this opportunity to really kind of boost and create this women's division within FTR because there were some really wonderful women's talent um, already there. You know, right. obviously, Witch and the upgrade for Moonlight in particular, I think, kind of helped to, to spin things in a new direction for um, the women's division. And it, and it just made sense to bolster that by bringing in some new talent. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that was definitely a big focus. Um, you know, there was certain ones that you know, I know we want to kind of focus on throughout the year uh, with that, but then it wound up kind of as we kind of evolved certain ideas and whatnot that, you know, we kind of front-loaded with two different women. I think one of the women we kind of planned right from the start, and then the other one who kind of wound up being almost our headliner here <laughs> uh, kind of came out from some different ideas and, and whatnot, and I, I, I absolutely, you know, I, I think she's fantastic. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. How much do we want to say? Do we want to do? Should we? Yeah, we can. We can say a little bit. I, I say we don't want to say. There's certain things we can't say as long as it doesn't influence anything that Tom has later on. But uh, you know. <laughs> right. 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 Um, so we. Yeah. There was. There was. I think that there was an initial thought that we were kind of looking for someone that might be able to have fulfill multiple roles. Right. Um, you know, and not necessarily just be in ring, but, uh, you know, as, as we kind of tinkered with some things and got some feedback, I think it became more clear that, you know, let's focus on, on, on in ring. Cause that's kind of what we wanted to do initially. Yeah. And yeah, we and, need to build up the roster there. Yeah. Yeah. And the cool thing is, is, uh, you know, we did actually kind of get a, a, a quasi sort of manager out of this, but we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Um, the you know th- this character in particular we we knew that we wanted her to be in the ring that we wanted her to have um you know a, a background that dovetailed nicely with wrestling but wasn't she didn't necessarily have experience wrestling um sure. in the ring we, we, do you want to say the, say her name we're happy to say we could do name. all right yeah yeah sure all right so we can we'll we'll do some reveals here uh so the character name is is riot girl and, um, you know, she's uh, certainly influenced, you know, by by punk and, and, and kind of the feminist, you know, riot girl movement uh, to to a degree that and it's just a cool name. Um, you know, so we wanted to bring in this character that would be, um, you know, one of her goals is is to kind of make the women's division in FTR equitable with the with the men's division, to the point that you know I think her her main goal is to introduce a women's title at some point, yeah. um, and uh, and we thought that it would be cool to give her you know an, an MMA background, um, so she comes to us with this you know kind of this MMA background. Um, not necessarily a successful MMA background, you know, this isn't like Ronda Rousey. This is, this is someone that just, she's, she's, you know, she's done MMA, she's trained MMA. So she has that as kind of her pedigree over, you know, having trained for professional wrestling. Um, what else, what else do you want to say about her? Um, yeah, so we will see there's, there's definitely, um, you know, some, uh, tie that she has to somebody else in, um in the ftr yeah and once you kind of like start reading through it you'll 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 see what, what's going on there we don't want to reveal too much there you know want to make sure you read the story but uh yeah there's definitely some tie and some reason that she's there 
Yeah, yeah. She has motives. I think that that's kind of the reason too why it dovetailed into into the title of the the set being you know, Riot Time is that it felt like a, you know, she has multiple motives and agenda. You know, her agenda kind of is one that goes in a couple of different directions, and so I think that you know kind of naming the set after, you know, paraphrasing after one of the things that she says, it, it really kind of helps us to, to define some of the directions that we want to take things and the influence in particular that this character is going to have, you know, kind of on multiple strands. Um, um, the you know the 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 other character uh um that that we've created for the set is female as well um and it's it's an animan um and uh i i'm i'm excited about this because when we initially started you know, having a conversation about what we were going to do about it uh why don't you why don't you actually tell the story todd because it was your idea so about, about how we created it so um uh we you know so wanted to bring in another animan into everything with the going on with the arctic empire and you know kind of we have chameleon on the one side uh with mayhem and wanted to bring in a female that kind of goes along with um tux and cephalopodus and so you know since uh, king tux and cephalopodus were created by my kids I, you know, I thought it would be only, uh, only right if Hattie had a, had a decision into what type of animation should join them. Yeah. And it's funny because of course, Arctic empire, we wanted it to kind of fit the theme. So I was, you know, showing Hattie some pictures, uh, of, of different animals that, that would fit the theme. And, uh, um, <laughs> Should we should we tell them what she picked? Go for it, go for it. Yes, <laughs> and, and she, you know, I'm thinking that we're gonna get like maybe like a, you know some sort of like Arctic you know rabbit or or a snow fox or something like that. And instead, she goes right for the walrus. Uh, and you know, and she was positive, made up her mind. And I was like, you know, I'm not gonna fudge this. I'm not gonna try to go with something that might be cool or whatever. She wants a walrus. We're doing a walrus. And um, it was an interesting. It was, you know, it was an interesting choice and it, and it presented kind of a challenge of saying like, okay, what, you know, where, where does this character fit? And, and certainly like when it came to stats, like where, you know, where is she going to fit, uh, uh, kind of on the roster? And, um, and we kind of took some cues from some, you know, real world wrestlers just to have a bit of a jumping off point. But I think, you know, she really kind of went in, in her, in her own direction, you know, this, this, this walrus, uh, that we have. And, uh, it's, it's an interesting look to, to say the least. Um, <laughs> and it, ended up being, it ended up being a lot of fun and, um, you know, it, it, it's worth saying that, uh, I, you know, when, when you look at the cards and the stats, and this isn't how I had anticipated things going to be completely honest with you. Um, but I, but I'm grateful for it, uh, just because obviously everything that was going on with me and COVID and everything else, it, it, it made my life a lot easier. Um, is that Todd? People should know Todd actually statted all three of the cards and then sent them to me. One of the cards I didn't do anything to at all, and we'll get to that one in a second. I was just like, "This is perfect. I don't. Th- I don't want to make any changes." With with um, our walrus character. Um, there were a couple like little tweaks here or there that I did, but it was certainly more like your work. It was probably like 80, 20, you know? Yeah. Um, 
and, and then with Riot Girl, it was definitely more like 50 50. It, it felt like it that felt like a true collaboration. Like you, mm-hmm. you set everything up, you kind of made the template. I went in and, you know, changed some things around and, and, and tweaked some things and everything, um, to, to kind of give her, uh, um, I think the, the, yeah, a little bit closer to, to, you know, what we had initially, you know, maybe yeah. talked about or whatever. Um, but, but you know, truth be told, like, that's the only one that was really like 50, 50, like, um, and even there, I think besides the mechanic, I don't think you change a lot in terms of like the power of the card. Right. right. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was one of the things that immediately, as I saw both, you know, all three of the cards, uh, is I was like, these are, I, I mean, I think that these are perfect, you, you know, power wise. <laughs> um, they, they, they're exactly where they need to be. You know, we've got kind of like, Riot Girl coming in pretty strong. We've got, um, I guess we should we should say her name. Yeah, yeah say her name, right? Uh, so the name is Rose Maris, which is a name that Todd came up with, uh, and and I think you should you should tell everybody where that came from. Well, if you look at the uh, the actual genus species or the species of uh, of a walrus that might live in the Arctic, it is Rose Maris. So I just <laughs> thought that was the perfect name for it. It sounds like a little bit like Rosemary and you know something like that. I just I thought it was like a perfect name for uh for a female element just sounded just sounded right yeah yeah and you know i think that she's going to be a a fun character and the interesting thing too about her and and this is something that kind of just happened unintentionally really uh is that the the characters that we brought in and that we got that we gave cards all ended up kind of being mouthpieces for their groups in a way this is true to Uh, to, to a degree yeah 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 to, to a degree um you know i don't think riot girl riot girl is not the mouthpiece she gets to do a little bit more talking i think yeah. just because this is her introduction um but rosemary's is definitely like kind of the mouthpiece for for arctic empire yeah, yeah. Uh, tux doesn't talk and then yeah. set the Pontus is the big sea you know sea monster guy so you know she's definitely taking taking the, the lead there <laughs> yeah and it, and it, and it, you know the cool thing is is like right away you know in, in when i was doing the draft it led to some really interesting opportunities for dialogue between you know the two groups um because we've got yeah. arctic empire we've got uh you know mayhem's faction and stuff and and uh i I think that uh, it gives us a, a really good place to kind of grow from uh, when it comes to those, you know, the, those two opposing forces in particular. Um, now, here's a question. As you can tell, we planned all of this out far in advance uh, for 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 our, our third and final name. Should we should we do a reveal or should we should we should we save that one for for when people get the cards? Mm, that's a good question. You know what? I think we're we're revealing. I think people will wait long enough. I think I, it'll still what? be right. it'll still be fun when they get it. I, I think we should reveal the last name in the set. Okay, so before we reveal the last name in the set, it was always our intention. I, I mean, literally from the get go when we when we had our very first conversation to start planning things, it was always our intention to and I kind of already mentioned this bring someone back. And we talked about a lot of names and I'm not going to name anyone specific because who knows, we might get the opportunity to use them at a later date. But we, we talked a lot of names. One name that I swear was not even like on the drawing board uh, up until maybe like sort of the last, the last minute, if you will. Oh, no, 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 no. He was well, on the top of my list the entire time. <laughs> was he really, though? Because I feel like oh, when, yeah. when, we first oh, yeah. started ta- when we first started talking... Maybe even when we first first started talking. I felt that. like but he like, was like... Once we I, kind of plotted it out, you know, we're like, we want to get the female element in. Yes. And I'm like, all right, so to balance it out, 
what if we do? <laughs> That's true. Yes. Once, once you, yeah. Once you put together kind of the roster list, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This, this one was always there, but I think before the roster list came along, there were at least like four other names. I think that we had, that sure. we had talked okay. about before we got to this one. That That's kind of what I meant. So, <laughs> and, and, and the great thing was, is when it came about, it was just like, there's no other name that we could possibly, this has to be it. And for me personally, he ended up being, an incredible joy to write when I was writing. Right. And I just thought it'd be fun to write. <laughs> yeah. So, so why don't you go ahead and do the big reveal? All right. Well, you know, this, you know, maybe it got a little spoiled on Phil Singer Games Night. The name, the name did come out when I mentioned we were bringing someone back. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Troy. Uh, but the third card in the set will be the return of Plethador. And he will be joining the FTR. Yeah. And I'll even go beyond that. He'll be joining Mayhem's team. So we're going to see a little bit of a different edge to Plethador. Uh, and uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll do another. I don't think it's supposed too much on the whole, uh, the whole thing there. But he will be Mayhem's uh, personal trainer. Yeah. So life, life coach, even life coach, personal <laughs> trainer, uh, Plethador. So, uh, you know, just kind of when we we're kind of you know, brainstorming here. You know, just kind of like I, I, I obviously have an affinity towards uh, a little bit more of the comedy side of things. You know, I don't want it to be everywhere in FTR, but I think it always has its place. And I kind of wanted to build on that team, especially you know, you know, with with you know my kids having the cards in there. Now it's wanting to kind of bring in the female element about you know about a little um, chameleon. And now it's like okay, let's add a little bit more. I mean, Mayhem by himself is already so ridiculous. Let's add a little bit more ridiculousness to him, and you know who better than, than Plethador for that? Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, honestly, it fit it fits so well, um, and it's interesting because one of the things that it it also did uh, for me anyway is it really made it very clear how solid all of our other you know teams were, um, you know, or independent guys were going into this this new chapter this new episode uh, of FTR um because you know when looking for like where we wanted to put new people or potentially put upgrades or whatever it was the foundation that we were left with you know to kind of do this resettling and that's the and, and again that's the perfect word for it we wanted to resettle not reshuffle you know we weren't trying to you know to kind of remake everything because again rob left us with something that it felt very easy to come in and say like okay yeah this is natural this is where this should be this is natural this is where this should be now we certainly started kind of planning for a bit of reshuffling down the line just because we yeah. wanted to kind of keep things interesting spice things up a little bit um but it was very easy to kind of say okay this is where this is where we're starting from and and this is kind of what we've been left with and this is where we'll be able to kind of go from um but in the you know and again in in the writing um of of the handbook that that first draft um it took it, it took me a little bit longer to get started than i anticipated uh but but once i started i was able to get that first draft out basically in one sitting um that's that's the rob always said with doing uh doing the thing there it's just like all right once it got in it was like boom all right yeah just, just it all kind of comes out so just kind of talking a little bit about the process there so 
Um, you know, so part of what I was doing was kind of, you know, setting up some of the roster, which obviously went back and forth with, you know, I kind of set up, here's my initial thoughts. We kind of played around with it. And then once we kind of settled, I was like, okay, well, let me go through and kind of storyboard out kind of like, you know, the dialogue and stuff is not my forte. I know it's not my forte. I know you kind of coming from the, the acting realm, obviously have a lot more uh, experience with that. And, 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 you know, and, and, and as a writer too, uh, was much more geared towards being able to do that and do that well. But I tried to like storyboard, like, okay, well, what if we kind of accomplish this here, this here, kind of have like a flow to the book. And I hope that was helpful and kind of like you starting them. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it may, you know, gave me again, it gave me a very easy, you know, place to, to jump off with, you know, and knowing that I had kind of this, um, again, this skeleton to, to, to work from, um, which I was trying to pull up, but I, I seem to have misplaced the file now. Uh, but knowing that I had this, this great skeleton to work from, it did make it kind of easy to then to just flesh things out. Um, you know, and some of it was, you know, like you say, some of it was as simple as saying like, you know, character X and character Y talk or have a confrontation or something, Um, you know, and then other stuff might have been set up a little bit more where it was, you know, kind of a little bit more defined that this is what they were talking about or this is what it was heading towards. Um, But I I think one of the things that became clear to me um, and it ended up being kind of a great through line and very easy to go back when I was sort of like, you know, researching, if you will, the, the initial FTR booklets um, is that, you know, Sonny was going to be kind of the, he's, you know, he's the way in, you know what I mean? Like it, once you kind of get into to Sonny and figure out where he is and what's going on with him and he, 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 because he's so tied to everything that's happening in FTR, not just, you know, the Rocketmen, like once you can kind of get that in, it's pretty easy to, to go out into everything else, you know, yeah. and he might not necessarily literally have a hand in everything that's going on, but at the end of the day, you know, he's Sonny Rocket, right? He's, you know, he's the guy. So, um, Commissioner, he's the interviewer, he's the manager, he's a wrestler. Yeah. yeah. And I think that one of the things that we'll see, you know, without spoiling too much, you know, pretty much right from the get go, he's got a lot on his plate. Yeah. Maybe a little too much. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's part of the, the tension going forward is is figuring out, you know, how long can that last? You know, how long can he keep all of these balls up in the air? Um, Especially and, after going through everything with quests and and yeah. everything with that, that really threw, you know, a lot of things at him and, you know, some turmoil and stuff throughout the whole, again, throughout the whole federation uh, as well as on his own team. Too. Yeah. So, yeah. And that internal strife, you know, within the team, I think is going to be one of the things that kind of defines the Rocketman for these next, you know, these next couple of episodes, yeah. um, because it, it it's something that was kind of pre-existing. It was a pre-existing condition. Uh, and it's something that gets, you know, amped up with with the arrival of, you know, um, some new characters. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of seeing what people think in particular about, you know, about Sonny and, and, and just the trajectory of that character and that storyline. Because, again, I do think that it's integral to uh, FTR as, as a whole, um, you know, and then from there, just having the opportunity to kind of dig in and, and touch base with where everyone is now that 
you know, quest is gone. You know, with with, with the the idea that the 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 murders are over, that the everything's been solved, everything's done, it's over, blah blah blah, and 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 where do we go from here? And I think that one of the things that that I was left with is feeling that there's there's a lot of people in FTR that are hungry. You know, they're hungry for more. Um, yeah. That they want fulfillment, that they want to capitalize on the things that they brought to the table, and we've got guys like Pardon and Captain Crossbones who I feel like have had you know a good share of the spotlight, and clearly like when Pardon came in, it, you know he was kind of the guy to beat, you know, yeah. and 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 now we've there are other guys that have been elevated that have gotten those upgrades since Pardon came in. Um, I think that it's going to, you know, that it's been a more competitive Fed, uh, um, and 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 I think that that will continue to be the case, and and there are going to be some guys now that that you're going to see really kind of take aim at the top, um, and one of the things that's interesting is when you start to have that, it it's going to naturally create tension not only between the teams and and potentially new rivalries, but it's going to create some tension within and I, I think one of the interesting thing is is after we do this resettling and everything kind of comes to a rest going from here that that sort of hinting at that reshuffling that idea that you know how many of these teams are really going to be able to hold it together in light of the changes that have occurred after the fallout of you know of quest and screw job and you know and the departures of of so so much talent um, and you know some big names I mean Disciple of yep. Terror being one yeah. you know Uranus yeah. being the other huge I mean, name yeah. yeah so he, he I, destroyed Astarte at Galacticon last year <laughs> turning the screws turn of the screws um, <laughs> but you, you know and, and I think that uh, uh, that that's also going to be an interesting thing because again with Disciple of Terror leaving now you've got this uh, this vacuum in a way and yeah. and who you know who's going to step up and i think we've got a lot of names that are going to want to fill that spot um you know starte obviously being one of them stallion you know potentially being another yeah. um and i think there's going to be a little bit maybe less that some of these folks are going to be willing to tolerate um and 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 that's the other thing is that when you've got you know when sunny's got so many, you know, balls up in the air, not only is sooner or later one of them going to drop, but how long is it going to take before somebody comes by and snatches one, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. And that's something that we wanted to play with, too. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I so said we're already kind of planning for next quarter. I think we have a good idea. We know what we're going to, what the cards are going to be, or at least some of it. Uh, I know uh, Matt Dick and Desher will have uh, an influence as to... Um, uh, at least one of the characters, maybe more than one, actually. Yeah. Um, and yeah, okay, but I think that one more so than a lot of new, besides some little bit of new talent, I think there's going to be a lot of that's where you're going to see a little bit more reshuffling and stuff coming coming forward there. Uh, yeah. But, uh, I think overall, I think uh, they'll it'll tell a good story and it'll you know it kind of set us up for kind of like how we how we move forward now. 
Yeah, and I think the continued growth of FTR as a whole is is, is also going to be one of the goals. You know, to have a, a bit of a more diverse roster. Um, to you know, to start to see. I, I think for for a, you know, a brief moment there, there started to be this big gap uh, where you had a lot of guys, you know, kind of up towards the top of the card, and everybody else was towards the bottom of the card. You know, we're going to try and flush out that middle of the card a bit. Um, uh, you know, while also potentially elevating some some people. Um, you, you know, and, and then just kind of continuing to, you know, strengthen the divisions overall. You know, obviously we talked about the women's division. Tag team division is another one that we yeah. want to, you know, we want to strengthen and we, you know, we want there to be a little bit, you know, more uh, of, a, of a diverse and rich uh, group of, of tag teams. Um because again, the nice thing is, is that you you know Rob left us with some with with some great opportunities for like some top guys, and now you know that we've got our top guys, you know it'll be interesting to kind of see where where things kind of maybe fall in the middle a bit. Right, right. I mean, say it's still it's still a relatively small promotion, so you know we do have to build up. You know, we want to get at all these different divisions. You know, we have to add to it. And, you know, we only have a certain number of cards that we can kind of do at a time. Uh, you know, I don't think Mike has, uh, you know, approved our, uh, you know, eight-card uh, COGG Prime uh, release uh, for a quarter. That that hasn't happened yet. So we're, you know, we're still at three. I'm going to get a fourth one out of him, though. I'm going to get, we'll a, get fourth a fourth one out of him at one point, <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, but yeah, I you know I, again I don't want to at the risk of like spoiling anything. Um, and I, you know, I may have already said too much uh, at points. Uh, I, I don't necessarily want to talk too much else uh, about it. But I will just mention that process wise, you know, for me, um, it was really great to be able to have a collaborator and to be able to, you know, write the draft, send it to you, you know, get get kind of the notes. Uh, I, I will say that in the first draft, there were some things that I tried just, you know, for the sake of maybe sort of breaking out of, of, of certain uh, uh, things um, that, you know, we decided weren't, it, it wasn't necessarily going to, um, going to work. And I'll just, I'll just say it right, right out. I, yeah. I, you know, basically what I did is that I wrote certain sections completely in prose um, and then other sections I scripted, which is, you know, more what we're used to more seeing these days. From, of, yeah, we say, yeah. Yeah. From, from COTG booklets in, in general. And, uh, and at first I really, I, you know, I liked it, but it was, and I even told Todd this after we talked about it, it was, it was mostly for experimentation's sake, just to kind of see where it was that I wanted to land. Um, and I enjoyed writing the prose stuff, but ultimately when I reformatted it all into that sort of scripted format. It really, it made more sense. You know, it just made more sense. That's the, you know, and not, it, not in a, this is what we always do. So this is the way we're going to have to do it sort of way, but just because this is, this is the way that best worked for this, you know, for the way that we tell the stories. And I think right. that, um, that it was good, you know, that it I'm glad that I, you know, kind of experimented with that a bit um, because sometimes, you know, you'll never know unless you actually give it a shot. Um, but, you know, the, the second draft was a great opportunity to not only make some of those changes, but then to, you know, to flesh out a couple of things, to make a couple of cuts for, you know, things that might not have been working. Um, you know, and then there, there ended up, I, I would say in total, um, you know, there were four drafts, but the truth of the matter is, is by the time we kind of got to that, you know, that third draft, there wasn't a whole lot that got changed. It was no. just, you know, it was just more kind of like prepping it for, 
you know, right. getting that. And then we added in some of the bio stuff at the end. Yep. Um, Rob did kind of write some exit stuff that's going to go in there for some of the guys leaving. Uh, he did include some of that just to kind of kind of see, you know, tie up those loose ends with it. Um, we did have the, the roster page that we added in later on, which is something I always like to have, you know, kind of yes. going back to uh, 2088, you know, with the kind of the roster setups and stuff like that. Uh, I thought that was, uh, yeah, I mean, not the biggest roster right now, but kind of always having that in there, I think is, is a nice thing to have. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And, and I, it's something that I definitely want to keep, you know, going forward. And I think, you know, as we, you know, as we continue this journey that, you know, it's, it's very likely that, that you'll start to see a little bit more of the, you know, the traditional kind of feuds and allies stuff to go along with the roster page, yeah. um, which is, which is set up in such a way that it, you know, it makes sense that in, in that respect. But I think just because again, with, with the potential for a bit of a reshuffling and, and changing some things around uh, just to make things even more clear, you know, we'll set some of that stuff up because again, even like you used to see, you know, in the old days, those GWF handbooks is that oftentimes there would be those guys that might have, you know, an ally from an unexpected, you know, place, or, or there'd be those guys that would have so many enemies, you know, on so many different teams, <laughs> and, you know, that right, sort of right. stuff. And, and I think that it'll be cool to kind of replicate that, that format, um, uh, with our, with our next booklet. Yeah, um, I think we might be doing that for sure. Yeah. But, you know, in closing, I, I just wanted to kind of reiterate what Todd said at the beginning is that, you know, we've been given this opportunity rather than creating a, like a full set, uh, up front that, that again, this is more, you know, episodic and, and when it's all said and done, you'll be able to have like nine, maybe 10 cards, uh, you know, at the end of the year that you can play out a whole year with and, and kind of put these three books together uh, as one, you know, big book, uh, or, you know, you can follow along, you know, and, and, and kind of see that, you know, this is what's happening for these couple of months. This is what happens, you know, a couple of months after that, a couple of months after that, you know, as it goes along. And the, the cool thing is uh, that we've talked about it before. We um, didn't include it in this book because it wasn't where we were and we didn't necessarily know for certain if, game night would have happened before, you know, we went to presses, if you will. So we didn't include it in this book, but in the spirit of, you know, promoter participation and having events that will have an impact and an effect on, uh, the future of FTR, it's worth noting that the tournament that took place at game night that crowned Astarte as the champion, Astarte is the champion in FTR, like storyline wise. So going forward, that's something that will you know, will build upon, um, yeah. you know, and could change obviously, you know, due to, due to rolling out a match or a tournament or whatever here or there. Yeah. So um, there, there, there might be some more influences that happen at Galacticon. Yeah, so. exactly. And of course the, you know, continuing the promoter participation with the, you know, the creation of the cards right. and stuff as well. So. Yeah. And, and we'll have uh, we'll have some word on the, um, and we mentioned that creator character contest will be coming. Uh, details will be announced at Galacticon on that. Um, that will be, I think, for character uh, for the end of the year. So you said we kind of have our Q3 kind of mapped out, but uh, for character at the end of the year, we'll have some more details on that coming at Galacticon. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? Any questions you have? No, I don't think so. I said overall, I think it's been it's been a cool process. Like I don't think there's been, to my knowledge, I don't think there's been a Champions of the Galaxy project that's been kind of a collaboration this close between two people before, right? I mean, usually I it's been a, anything, one yeah. person kind of running with the type deal always. So yeah, 
I mean, cl- clearly there's been like, you know, sort of like behind the scenes collaboration. And, oh, sure. Uh, course, you know, but course, but yeah. like, but yeah, it's always been more kind of like, hey, this is what I've got. What do you think? As opposed to, right. you know, two people literally actually kind of like crafting it and, and kind of going back and forth. And it's always fascinated me, uh, you know, that that sort of process, uh, because, you know, you'll hear about like writers who, who, you know, collaborate on a book or whatever, co-author a book. And, and sometimes it's literally like, well, I write a chapter, they write a chapter. And then other times it's I write a chapter, then I send it to them. You know, they make notes and edits and then they send it back to me and, you know, and they go you know back and forth like that or whatever. Uh, but this ended up this ended up being interesting because. I think what happened is that you know, we were able to kind of play to our strengths. Yes. You know, you were able to use your master organizational skills <laughs> and, you know, kind of plotting and, and, and you know, and, and your experience to, you know, really kind of give it direction. And I was able to kind of use, uh, uh, you know, some of my creative experience and, 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 and stuff to, 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 you know, craft the booklet and write, you know, write, just go off and write, you know, and, um, and that was really, really helpful. You know, I mean, the, the framework that you were able to, to give me made it very easy for me to go off and, you know, put, put words into people's mouths. So yeah, so the the whole words in people's mouths, that's the part that kind of freaked me out, kind of going into this. I'm like, I don't know if I could do that, you know, so (laughs) kind of, you know, kind of having you to kind of be, you know, having that skill and be able to do that. I'm like, okay, good. Then, you know, you kind of play into each other's strengths. Like I can be very good about like what I want to see happen, but like, you know, actually kind of creating the actual things. It's also with the card, you know, creating the cards, I was a little bit, you know, not sure about that. Like, I, I'm pretty good at kind of structuring the numbers and stuff around it, but like coming up with like, you know, the the actual moves and kind of the flow that sometimes that I'm a little unsure of. So that that was good that you were kind of able to help uh, kind of refine some of that stuff. So I, I think overall, very happy to collaborate with you on this and uh, I'm very happy with the result. I think it's awesome. Yeah. And I, you know, obviously my hope is, is that we'll, we'll even get better at it as we go along. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah, this is our first uh, time doing it. So, yeah. 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 Uh, be gentle. No, I, I sincerely, I, I'm really looking forward to hearing what people have to say and yeah. uh, you know, any, any and all feedback is valuable feedback. Uh, you know, even if you, even if you hate it, you know, as long as you can tell us why, why? Um, yes, you know, yeah. Give us some that's, constructive that, finish. Exactly. That's slide, yeah. that's that's the helpful part. Um, but uh, no, I'm happy with uh, the way everything has turned out thus far. Uh, you, you know, again, the stats uh, with, with Riot Girl, it was a lot of fun to kind of work on that and um, come up with a mechanic. And well, I mean, not really come up with a mechanic, but utilize a mechanic uh, on her card. Um, you know, and then I think uh, I think people are gonna again. I think Plethodor's card is just is just pretty much perfect, uh, <laughs> and uh, and I think people are gonna dig Rosemaris too. I think it's it's gonna be a, yeah. you know an interesting fun card to use. So. Um, and I, and the, the other thing that I love is that, you know, we've able, we've been able to work directly into kind of, you know, slotting people into the position that we hope that they rest in, you know, and and that's going to be the continued goal is to have kind of that tier list where we can say like, you know, here's, here's our top, here's our middle, here's our bottom and, and really kind of find people to, to, to fit into those positions without overloading the top, you know, but also not making everyone, you know, making it too competitive by, by making everyone kind of in that, you know, middle spot, you know? Right, right, right. Um, so I mean, we'll, it's like, we'll, we'll play around with, you know, there'll be some updates here and there. Yes. There, say there will be an update at one point this year for sure. 
Uh, we're not going to do too many because we do, again, we need to build up the roster, just kind of get a little bit more just so we have more room to kind of play with uh, certain stories and whatnot. Uh, but, you know, there's some uh, some characters that we have an eye on for uh, for a future update as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was just counting the roster. Yeah, you know, because I mean, ideally, like, I would love it if we could get to a place where, you know, we had about maybe 36 names uh, on, yeah. on the roster in total, um, because I think that that would give us a good, you know, good balance of a, of a nice women's division, a great, you know, strong tag team division and, and then of course you know our, our men's singles division um i think right now we're like mid 20s or so yeah it's point, it's so. uh, the, the quick count i did put us at about 25 i think this is um, 25 that's what yeah. I thought, yeah um so you know and a couple of those are, are pretty much just you know tag teams but um yeah, I think I, I, that that's kind of the, the goal. But again, we definitely don't want to sacrifice updates at the expense of just adding new people because I do think that there are some cards that we really want to get updates for. Yeah. Um, and obviously, there will be at least one um, in you know this year, um, not next. Well, maybe next quarter. Well, we'll. See. I think it's actually. Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> I'll say it's next quarter. So. Right. <laughs> As part of kind of our reshuffling uh period you know in q3 uh, yeah i think it's a it's a worthwhile one um and i, I think people will be really happy with the direction uh there for that yeah and and again you know part of the feedback and part of kind of this this collaborative process too that we would love to hear is that you know if there if, if there's something that promoters are passionate about that they want to see in ftr if there's a, if there's a name that they want to see on a team or a name they want to see go off solo or, or or whatever you know feel feel free to to make some of those suggestions this is not one of those cases where it's like you know don't send me your ideas because i don't want it to get in the way of you know of, of whatever i'm planning or whatever i mean I, I feel like we've we've earned our credibility. If somebody suggests something that we already had in the offing, we'll just say like, "Oh yeah, we were going to do that anyway." And if we weren't, we'll be honest and be like, "Oh yeah, that's a great idea, and we're going to use it." And we'll yeah. you know, we'll credit we'll credit whoever might come up with it. But um, yeah, I mean, feel free to 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 say what's going on in your FTR and where you might like to see things go because um, we we really do want this to be uh, as much yours as it is ours because I think FTR provides a unique opportunity for that to be the case with all of the promoter interaction that we've seen again with potential with tournaments and and of course with the you know created uh, cards promoter created cards right. so exactly uh, we'll, we'll try to have many opportunities for pe people to you know create characters to influence storylines i think that that's part of the fun here with that we want to have with this is is just having that um you know having that 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 interaction with it kind of having this kind of living breathing thing that you know will have influence i think i think it's great yeah. And hopefully the opportunity will exist to also, again, kind of spin off into other, you know, forms of uh, delivery, if yes. you will, That's uh, the other thing. of the yes. story. And, uh, and and we're looking forward to, to kind of getting that set up. Um, and there will certainly be more discussions about that over the summer. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So. All right. Um, well, I think that about wraps that up. Uh, do we have anything else uh, before we before we get out of here that we want to talk about? Uh, well, I just want to say we do you know, officially have lined up our guest for next week. Uh, so That's we right. Will... Yes, we will have a guest next week, um, and that is none other than Mr. Tom Filsinger. He will be yeah. joining us on the podcast. He's going to spoil he's everything like, about twenty. Yeah, he's going to spoil everything about twenty one thirty eight. Yes, totally. <laughs> That's what he loves to do. <laughs> uh, I'll be lucky well, if well, I we can get, see if we can get like, something out of him. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know, but nothing, nothing big. I'm sure. No, right. You know. 
Right. I'll uh, I'll just tell I'll tell them the mics are off. I'll just be like <laughs> Todd already told me some stuff. It's not true. Todd hasn't told That's me. That's true. Yeah, don't don't tell that then you know, he won't share with <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, I know that he won't share you with that anymore either. <laughs> no. Uh no, you you are good at keeping secrets. Uh there's there's no doubt about that. And uh, I <clears throat> I respect that. Um well, I'm really looking forward to that. It's always fun to talk to Tom, uh, certainly see kind of, you know, where he is in, in, in his process and, uh, and, and what his process was like, you know, maybe get a little insight into that. And then, you know, yeah. and also ask questions just about the, the whole breadth of COTG and Filsinger games and, and some of the other cool stuff that's coming, you know, maybe even get a little bit of an update on the app and, um, you know, see what else we can kind of glean, um, mm-hmm. maybe get some, uh, some Galacticon memories, uh, from him as well. Uh, since we're in the the road to Galacticon here, yeah. Um, and yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a lot of fun. If there's any questions that you might have for Tom or anything that you're um, itching to know, uh, feel free to drop it in uh, on the message. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll probably yeah, we'll, we should probably do that. We should get a little question and answer period. Uh, you know, get questions for Tom. We'll see how many uh, he's willing to answer them. Yeah. And don't forget, if you want your voice, literally your voice, to be heard, there is of course that button on the website. If you go yes. to the podcast page, where you can actually record an audio message. Uh, for us and uh, then we will be able to um, air that message uh, on the podcast and and Tom can answer it uh, or if it's for one of us we can answer it um, you know we, we haven't actually we've I think we've gotten one of those <laughs> since we since we put that up and we yeah, haven't, we put it we out haven't there plugged it, it. Yeah, we, should, we haven't yeah. really plugged it or put it out there enough but um, but certainly yeah feel free to use that uh, and you know leave us an audio mm-hmm. message uh, or of course send us you know uh, email or, or DM or, or whatever the kids are doing these days your TikTok, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get it out there. Um, but that's definitely all I got. Um, I think uh, I think that about wraps us up, doesn't it, sir? Well, yeah, one more thing I did want to mention is that we're about a month out. So um, if you uh, want to get your uh, Galacticon t-shirts in time for Galacticon, definitely go and hit up a, a TKO. So I know the, the guys on uh Uncharted Territory is already plugging their shop, but we do have one too, and it's linked off the main site of Phil Singer Games. Uh, but the direct link is uh, T-E-E, sorry, T-E-E-K-O store.com slash collections slash Phil Singer dash games. But again, it goes right off the main uh, main page of uh, Phil Singer Games. You can see a t-shirt link there. Go on. We have the uh, Galacticon shirt, uh, your Legends of Wrestling, Champions of the Galaxy, uh, Independent Wrestling, um, a roll-up shirt if you want to wear one of those, uh, along with some hoodies and stuff. And I know uh, Justin's looking to get another one up there soon. And there's a couple ideas that him and uh, I think Travis were kind of tossing around there. So there, there might be something else up there pretty soon as well. So uh, you got a couple weeks. Get, go ahead and get, get, get one of those T-shirts going before before you come to Galacticon. Got to style and profile when you walk That's right, baby. Galacticon here in Chicago. Chicago, Chicago. Um, very cool. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, of course, uh, you know, if you've yet to get your uh, pre-order in, hop on it um, because those those sets are hopefully going to be. Yeah, we're mailing hopefully mailing out in just a couple of days here for the uh, for the set, the uh, the spring sets. And then uh, we'll be looking to do pre-orders uh, for the Galacticon releases uh, is planned right now for July 1st. So fantastic. There you go. And uh, I think we'll have an option that if you do want to pre-order and pick up at Galacticon, 
trying to figure out if there's a easy way to kind of wave the shipping if you're going to do that. Uh, but uh, no matter what, we'll, we'll make sure to make it all right then in the end, no matter what. Yeah. Uh, and of course, uh, if you are looking to make it just one long summer party, do not forget that, of course, you can also go and get your passes for uh, the TNT Hall of Fame celebration in Waterloo, Iowa, the yep. town of my birth. So not only is Galacticon taking place in the city I live in, but the TNT Hall of Fame is in the city I was born. So there we go. I'm, I'm the perfect, I'm the perfect shill for this particular <laughs> week of action. Um, so come to Chicago, enjoy, enjoy all the wonderful, uh, um, things to do here. Um, chief among them, of course, will be Galacticon itself. Uh, and then, uh, make the pilgrimage to Waterloo, Iowa for the TNT hall of fame. You can get your passes now, um, for that event. Um, and you're going to see a lot of the same faces that you see at Galacticon at TNT, uh, along yeah, maybe a couple extra ones too. You know, a couple extra, a couple extra ones. Your the voices you're you're used to hearing, I think, will be there too. So, yeah. uh, uh, very much looking forward to seeing a lot of guys in person. I haven't I haven't seen in a while. Uh, between those two weekends, should be pretty neat. I'm looking forward to meeting people and you know shaking some hands, bumping some fists, maybe even you know maybe even hugging it out. You never know. There you go. Uh, there you go. It'll be really cool because uh, I you know getting to see uh, people in person will be a lot of fun, uh, including including yourself, partner. So yes, um, I'm looking forward to that. And um, there's 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 a lot more fun stuff to come. Of course, uh, not only will we have Tom next week, but we've got some really cool programming scheduled for the Road to Galacticon, including I believe a tournament somewhere in there. Yeah, we will have a tournament there. Yeah, we got a little sidetracked in our June tournament, but there will, you know, the one that we had originally planned, but we do have one uh, coming up, which I think will have a pretty fun theme to yeah. it. So. So by the time the NBA finals are over and the Stanley Cup is probably in somebody's hands, you'll get another tournament here on Roll Up. Yes. Uh, and it's going to be a heck of a lot of fun, uh, as usual. Uh, but that's, that, is, that is, without a doubt, 100% for certain this time. That's all I got. Todd, is that all you got? That's all I got. Yeah, let's get out of here then. So promoters, take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. Stay safe out there. Roll those dice responsibly. And we'll see you next week for a brand new episode of Roll Up.